Okay, we've got the question here. The heartburn. All right, heartburn is something that is so common. Look at all the antacids and stuff like that out there. It's very, very common. This is a question from Jay Lee in my coaching group, DuneRide.com. You can ask me any questions. Primarily, people ask me questions about weight loss, cycling, running, relationships, women, men, etc., anabolics, the works, man. Whatever my videos are about, people ask me about retiring at age 37 like I did, things like that. Travel, you know, simplifying your life, vasectomy questions, just everything, man. Ask me, please, in the group. Doonride.com, coaching group. This one's from Jay. Great question. All right. Um, so Jay says, thank you for having me in the group. You're the boss. I'm excited to be here. I paid to say that. Just kidding. No, I did. No, I did. Yes, I did. So I have been having heartburn after eating my smoothies in the morning. I have seven. Okay, so we've got heartburn. Now, Jane's come from a history of, you know, quite horrific digestion uh, experiences. He said he had blood in his stool, sort of like, you know, some, so he's coming from, you know, some, some bad places, or less than optimal places. So he's getting better. He's feeling better, which is the main thing. But this heartburn is is, uh, is giving some issues. So he has seven bananas and seven tablespoons of sugar blended with water in the morning. Uh, it's been around four, three or four months and the heartburn is on and, it's on and off. Okay, that's good. So it's on and off, which is some sort of trigger. I'm waiting for things to get better, but I just want to make sure I'm on the right track. Yes, you are. You are on the right track, Jay. When I tell people, they blame it the sugar. <laughs> so my questions are, what? any tips on getting the heartburn down and how long does it take for the digestive system to adapt to a high-carb, high-sugar diet? Is what I what, basically my protocols. How long does it take? It's instant, man. It's like when you're not putting the meat down in your gut. You know, you know, you're not eating the meats and the freaking, you know, the oils. There's meat and oil, man, and dairy. You know, dairy is very an allergen for a lot of people. Honey is an allergen for a lot of people. The pollen. You know, when you stop putting those things down, like within seconds, you know, that your body's like, okay, we've, we've finished that. It's like when we stop hammering our knee with a hammer, or when we stop kicking the tow bar in our car with our shin, that very second, the body can go into healing, okay? Because we've removed the irritation. Now, you know, that's why people have shellfish allergies, dairy allergies, you know, meat allergies, pollen allergies, you know, and then when we miscombine foods, when we have, you know, go and have your Sunday lunch, and then you have some watermelon afterwards, and go, oh, I've got gut pain, then the doctor and nutritionist said, oh, you've got a fructose allergy. No, you don't have a fructose allergy. You've got a food combining issue. You can't just mix all these foods together and expect a perfect digestion. I mean, food combining is not recognized by mainstream medicine. It's not. But food combining is critical to managing good digestion and avoiding heartburn. So let's look at the, some of the factors that cause heartburn. Uh, for me, triggers for me would be chili, onion, garlic, uh, being a bit dehydrated, like not having clear urine, uh, stress. I mean, now I'm starting to go into things that can affect anyone out there. Uh, so all these things can affect anyone. Can be heartburn triggers, can be clothing. You know, like if you're wearing like a, a tie and you're sort of like stiff in a jacket or you got a backpack on one shoulder and you're sort of, you know, how you sleep as well. If you're sleeping on, on your stomach or your side or just something that can trigger it. Your tension in the neck can trigger it. Um, but in terms of food, chili, onion, garlic, in terms of the plant foods, chili, onion, garlic, cacao, caffeine, coffee, tea, guarana, cacao, cacao, you know, 
chili, onion, garlic, spices, cardamom pods. Um, they're the foods in the vegan world that can trigger oil. And I don't want to be bad food combining. So you're eating fruit on top of your starches and stuff. That can definitely cause some issues there. So I'd avoid mixing those things together. If you mix all these things together, you know, get get your standard diet what people would eat, and then just mix it all in a plastic bag. You know, you can put your meat in there, your fish and your freaking dairy and your cheese and your, your some rice and some fruit and some watermelon and some beer and some coffee. You know, shake it all up and then put it in a little oven of like, you know, 38 degrees Celsius or whatever, right? And and come back, at, you know, 12 hours later and have a whiff of that. <laughs> you tell me that's really combined really well. Now do that with just fruit and come back and have a whiff. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a huge difference what we how we digest food, man. How we combine food is very important. That's why when you leave out you know, the animal products, I find that, man. You know, like I've done my experimentations over the years and, you know, I've been on my protocols for like 20-something years and a few variations here and there, but the same baseline. And yeah, man, these things make a difference. You know, the bacteria that are required to digest animal products are different to the plants. So, yeah. That's why my protocols are the best for digestion. And how I got to these protocols is because my digestion, my digestion, my, my digestion, I was eating desks. My digestion was just so horrendous, man. So I was just eliminating things. But I wanted to have elite level performance and, as a cyclist and runner. You know, elite for me to be able to do whatever I want. And uh, you know, I'm not a gun athlete. I wasn't born a gun athlete. I, I, you know, I didn't really train hard. I just changed my nutrition. Looked at my red blood cell count and did things like that. Some manipulation there. And that's what got me to you know, decent, okay level. But I'm definitely not like a, a, a natural uh, gun. I wasn't a high, high school phenom. <laughs> I wasn't like 18 and people were like, wow, this person's really good. I was <laughs> At 18, I was catching a freaking bus, like one, one K to freaking school. When I was 17, I was catching a bus one kilometer to school. <laughs> Literally, I think it was 1.2 K when I was age 17, catching the bus to school, you know. And I liked cycling, but it's so, didn't have the fitness and the energy. Um, you know, so that's the deal there. I remember when I was 18, I did a, a 13K bike ride, 13Ks, and I was knackered, mate. N absolutely knackered. 18, riding 13K. You know, so yeah, that's where I'm coming from. But uh, right, let's look at some medications that can cause heartburn. Uh, off the bat, you got your SSRI medications. You've got Viagra, Cialis. They can cause it. Some anabolics can cause it, like a Winstrol. Uh, Stanozolol, Winstrol, um, Anadrol, you know, any 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 medication can trigger heartburn in some people. Right? Most medications can trigger heartburn. Some vitamin supplements, um, beta alanine, uh, carnitine can trigger that. You know, so yeah, just just eliminate all your medications, excluding insulin if you're type one diabetic. You know, or, or, or I shouldn't say exclude them. I should say make note that they could be, yeah. They could be the cause of heartburn, people, okay? They could be the cause of heartburn. It's all about having this bodily awareness. People are like, I don't want to be a hypochondriac. That's not being a hypochondriac. It's just being aware. Okay, if I take this tablet next day, oh, I've got this heartburns come back. So with Jay, his heartburns coming and going, okay, which is great because that means there's a trigger. Some days it's there, some days it's not. So it's, oh, there's a trigger, okay? There's a trigger we're looking for. So it's about being a detective, a nutritional, a health detective, performance detective. One day I'm riding my bike really well, putting out the watts. Next day I can't do the watts. What's going on? 
one day I can got really good breathing. Next day, my asthma's really bad. What's going on? Is it the pollen count? Oh, yeah. But the pollen count was high last time and it had an issue. Pollen count's lower today, but my asthma's worse. What? Oh, I've got too much fat in my diet. And that fat's making my blood thick in a bad way. It's not increasing my red blood cell count thickness. It's increasing the co- coagulation and aggregation of the red blood cells erythrocyte. Uh, aggregation. It's making my red blood cells stick together and I can't breathe as well. The oxygen uptake transfer delivery is less. So it's about being a detective. All right? It's definitely not sugar because we know sugar dissolves effortlessly. Like literally in hospital, they inject sugar into your veins. All right? They don't inject fat and protein in there, do they? They inject sugar, glucose into your veins. So that's just the deal there. Imagine injecting oil into the vein. It's going to kill you, literally. Literally. If you injected oil into your vein, you would die. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. That's why I'd laugh when they say sugar's, sugar's bad. But anyway, um, sugar digests better than anything. Because sugar's pH neutral. So it also could be unripe fruit. you know. And again, unripe fruit. I mean, I'm drinking some, I've got some orange juice here and that's like, it's not made from ripe oranges. I can tell. They're just, they're very acidic. But, that's why you're supposed you know. to put sugar in it like I do every single time. Shake there we go. Up. Shake it up, baby. But it's just, you know what I mean? Like it's, but I wouldn't drink a lot of this stuff because I know it's acidic and it's probably going to trigger some heartburn. But a little bit, a little bit's okay with some sugar in there as well. It doesn't give me heartburn. I drink liters of it. You ever get heartburn? For anything? Yeah, I do. What, from what? Chili. Chili. There we go. Okay, chilly. So, uh, you know, it's just about finding the triggers, defining the triggers and looking at them. But yeah, sugar always gets to blame. You know, you fall over, break both your legs, the sugar. You get hit by a bus, it's the sugar. You get diabetes, it's the sugar. If you get heart disease, it's the sugar. If you get cancer, it's the sugar. It's like sugar doesn't cause any of these issues, you know, ever. High blood sugar may be a, a symptom, but that's not from sugar. That's from insulin resistance from eating too much fat. But anyway, we digress. But the more fat we eat, the less we digest our food as well. Fat is just so hard to digest. It will slow things up, you know, back things, back up the system, and then we get some reflux going on there. So Jay, be a detective, you know, be militant, and just be aware anything can trigger it, okay? And on the days where you have no heartburn, backtrack and go, well, what did I do different today? And eventually you'll narrow it down, man. Just like you've got maybe... 20, you know, you got, so let's say you got 20 crack addicts, you know, that are stealing your bike or stealing something from your letterbox, right? But you're trying to work out which crack addict is it so you can take action and kick them out of the street. So same with you got maybe 20 variables that could be give you the heartburn. And now it's about eliminating those variables down so you can isolate the trigger of heartburn and then go from there. Does that make sense? We want to isolate the trigger by paying attention by paying attention. So caffeine, all those things I just mentioned, that can all trigger heartburn. Great question. Let me know how you go.